three, two, one. We are almost back to MLS season. One more week until we can set some lineups, kick this thing off, and see how things go. And I see you guys over here smiling, so I know I know it's going to get really, really good here. Um, so I'm going to introduce, first of all, our brand new co-host for the soccer side. You guys will probably know him from the baseball side of things. Big Charlotte FC guy from the Austin area. Uh, and obviously an Emmy Award winner, which I will mention as much as possible. This is Trippin' B. How are you today, buddy? I'm doing great, Chris. Thanks for having me in. Excited to be talking with you even more about Major League Soccer. It's my favorite soccer league around the world. And, you know, we've been doing the baseball pod for the last year or so, and that's been great. And now uh, we're we're into the MLS zone, and I couldn't be happier. I'm excited to talk about it all. Yeah, you and I are going to be besties here for the next, like, what six months well, yeah. of baseball yeah. and soccer or, or season we'll overlap? Or we'll kill yeah. each other, one or the other, you know? Probably both. It'll be like a frenemy situation. <laughs> so we decided to for the uh for the first time debuting Dan on the new podcast, we decided to to get a comfort pick in for the guest, someone that he knows very well from our Sower basketball podcast. Uh this is Jorge. How are you today, buddy? Dude, I'm doing great. To be honest, I'm just I'm just here to talk to Trippin. I love talking to Trippin. <laughs> I, I, that's the real reason I'm here. Anytime I, anytime I get talking to Trippin, you know, we like having him on the basketball show. So uh. You got me, man. So, yeah. So, Jorge came, actually came to Charlotte last year for the Orlando at Charlotte match. I gave him a, a ticket, and then Orlando beat. He, they, they actually beat us. So, you know, they were unwelcome guests in our town last year. But uh, 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 always good hanging out with you, Jorge, whether it's in person or online. And, uh yeah, it is. It is a comfort pick because we've been doing a lot of talking uh, over the last year with hoops. I've been able to guest on Solar in the States NBA a couple of times with y'all, which has been great. And and now we got the. This is like the Voltron. This is like the the whole team is assembled for uh, uh, greatness here on this MLS pod. So looking forward to we, season three. We'll just ignore Alec from the basketball podcast because he's yeah. not here. Um, but yeah, no, it's awesome to have you in here. We're definitely going to talk some stuff. Let's start out, first of all, who's winning the season matchup? Orlando, Charlotte. Who gets more points in the head-to-head? Ooh. History repeats it's, Orlando, right? It's coming up pretty quick. Uh, March 18th is Charlotte, Orlando is the first one. I forget exactly when the return match is, but... Orlando, I don't know. What do you what do you think? I think both teams have improved. It's that's it's gonna be really exciting because both of those teams are improved and they're they're among two of the most improved teams in the league. And I I could sit and waste this whole pod talking about Charlotte FC. It's my favorite club. I I have to reveal that bias, but even like as an objective viewer, I think they're like way, way improved from last year, both for like real soccer in the MLS table and for SO5. Like there's a very clear like uh way you can go. The, there's one issue with Charlotte FC SO5, which is they don't have a great defender card if you want to do a full stack. But uh, offense-wise, I think there's a, a lot of targets you can get. Is, uh, what's your is Orlando Carujo pick? back? Carujo? Carujo will be back probably mid-April, late April. Uh, he's not going to be back to start the season. And then you've got uh, Melanda, who's probably going to start as a center back, but he doesn't have a card. And then Derek Jones will probably be starting as a center back, but his cards are midfielder. And then maybe to Aloma, who we just signed and traded for, might come in. 
his cards, some of his cards are mid, some of his are defenders. So you gotta be careful, mm. like which one you buy there. Yeah, exactly. That classic example. So there's no great defender and, and Charlotte FC's goalie, just to finish the scouting report, Charlotte FC's goalie, Pablo Cisniega, I've been pumping him all over the place anywhere I can saying like, buy this guy, buy this guy, because he's like way underpriced for someone's going to start for five, six weeks at are least. You sure? maybe are you sure that. it's Cisniega and not George Marks? Yeah, I've been able, I've, I've been to the last <laughs> two Charlotte FC friendlies. I, they've had two friendlies at home that I've been to in Cisniega, you played 90 minutes in both of them. So I think it's, it's all systems go for Pablo there. And uh, so he's good to have his L10 is a little high. Like if you want to use him in a capped mode, but um, there's no real great defender to put with him. Harrison Affle will probably start and he has cards, but he's really hit or miss. Uh, he might be Pretty good Affle. for mode also. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But on offense, like there's great cards you can get. You can get Swiderski, you can get Copetti, you can get uh, Ashley Westwood. Uh, I would highly recommend if you don't have an Ashley Westwood, go, try to go get him. I think his floor price is like three times his last sale price. I checked that today, actually before the show. So you might have to do some negotiating there if you want to get him. But he's, I've been to those two friendlies, like I said, and he's been on all set pieces as a number six, uh, you know, box to box midfielder, getting up, you know, getting uh, uh, goal attempts created. Like he's getting chances created. He's getting, he had an assist off of a set piece, like he, uh, to Copetti, like uh, in that friendly. So, uh, a lot of good attacking options for Charlotte. Uh, as to whether they'll beat Orlando, I'd like to think so, but I'm sure Jorge has a different opinion. Honestly, no, I, I agree with you. Uh, both of these teams last year proved that they could do something. Maybe not a whole lot of something, but they did something. Charlotte proved at the end of the season they can kind of compete, and Orlando had a very stinker in regular season but made that glorious Open Cup run. So there is something there, and both of these teams did do kind of a lot in this offseason, kind of – restructuring and kind of bringing in some better pieces. So both of these teams are going to be really interesting. I think maybe Orlando might be a little bit better than Charlotte because some of these pieces are just really hitting and they're hitting hard. And even our draft picks, which I'm excited to talk about later. Cause I, uh, America runs on Duncan baby. But, uh, <laughs> what is that? Who's that a reference to? Man, good old Duncan McGuire, man. That's super draft, draft pick. pick. You're talking about draft. Don't, don't, yeah. draft. this is MLS. This is listen, the, listen. Was that the number guy? two pick you got from us? Yes. Oh, God. Yes. I don't want to hear this. I don't want to hear this at all. This guy, Kara, is going to have a run for his money. I think sure. it's going to be really, really healthy competition for Kara. Because last year, you didn't really have that. There really was no number nine. And just like Charlotte has struggles with the with a stack on the defense, we have a struggle with a stack on the offense because we don't really know who's going to be that number nine or who's really going to be putting in these balls because there's a lot of firepower. Uh, there's going to be a lot of fighting for the ball. Uh, it's going to be very interesting at the top. But Duncan McGuire, he is uh, he is no joke. He is both of your starting fullbacks from last year are gone. Plus, uh, isn't uh, Urso gone? Like the heart and soul of the team. Yeah, I mean, but we have Arujo there. Cartagena slotted in fine. To be honest, <laughs> Orlando's looking like we're playing three in the back. Okay. Um, with Angulo at wing back. Um, so yeah, hopefully, was, that's, hopefully that's good for my Antonio Carlos super rare. That yeah, it's definitely it's definitely going to be it's going to be Antonio Janssen. and then it's kind of questionable who's going to be the third one back there right now. I know Luca Patraso that we picked up from Toronto has been playing there, and the club really seems to like him. Uh, he's been getting a lot of good run with the first team, uh, so right. he's someone to look super rare. Hey, yeah, no, he's hey, been getting a that? lot of run. Hey now, um, yeah, it's it's a very very dynamic team. It's very. Dude, they're playing up high. It's a high line. It's just very attacking minded. This team, it's five people around the box at all time. Just the wingbacks pushed up super high. And then just S Sasser's been dropping back too. 
and the defense kind of helping out the back line. So that's going to be very interesting to see. It's going to be a very, very interesting Orlando team this season. Uh, and it's going to be, it's not the poppy ball that everybody's used to. It's not very defensive minded waiting, controlling the ball and hitting the counter. It's going to be very, very high pressing, very attacking. It's a, I liked what I saw last night against new England. Yeah. How great was it so, to be able to watch the preseason games on the new Apple deal on that, on Apple, uh, NOS season pass. Oh, I, I was at the game, so I didn't really watch it. I watched a little oh, bit really? of it this okay, morning. Gotcha. Well, I, guess, I mean, yeah, yeah, I rewatched yeah. it this morning, and I mean, the stream looked awesome. Uh, the quality yeah. looked awesome. The commentating looked awesome. Um, all like the pre, I didn't watch any of the pre-show stuff, but I saw a lot of people say good things about that. Uh, but it, it's yeah. it's it's good vibes. Even in the stadium, I couldn't tell if it was the Wilf money, the NFL money that we got <laughs> now, or what. But it seemed like there was a lot more, a lot more production, a lot more professionalism, just overall with the way things were running. Uh, which is really cool to see. I don't know if you noticed that in Charlotte, but it definitely looked like they were pushing the experience a little bit more. Uh, so that was that was really cool to see. But uh, yeah, by the way, Petrovic is the guy. Oh yeah, my lord! Like the New England keeper. Yes, that game should have been like five nothing. But Sisniega just you could not get anything past him. Just watching, watch, just watching him play last night. He is, he is, uh, he is the he's the real deal. Petrovic, you said, uh, friend. friend Yes. Friend friend of the show, uh, Tom Bogert, has uh, recently today just come out and said that Man United is interested in one Georgie Petrovich. So he may not be long for this uh, for this league. He may be heading over to overseas here pretty shortly. As Five far as goalkeepers is the new meta in the Premier League. That's true. Yeah, yes. that's true. Yeah. And then putting them on the bench and never yeah. seeing them again. That's yeah. how we do things. Um, as far as the, um, actual one, one V one for Orlando and Charlotte, I, I'm neutrally going to go with Charlotte. Wow. And for wow. this reason, no, no, for this reason, Orlando plays champions league the Wednesday before they play Charlotte oh, yeah. in sure, the MLS. Yeah. So they're not playing that game. They're playing. Like oh, yeah. That's so, and then the other one, they play, um, they play midweek as well. And in, in the other one. So, yeah, it's going to be real interesting. I think it, Let's see Orlando and Champions League, Vancouver's in the Champions League, right? Like those are some squads and Champions League has a tendency to mess mess teams up and really like throw them off in the league. So uh, Vancouver and Orlando's ability to handle that is very uh, worth watching, I think. So I actually normally would pick up Champions League teams to play them in Champions League because it's like a smaller week. Right, you get this, this year, I feel like I'm not though. I feel so like I'm actually staying away from them. Yeah, because because I'm not. I I have no idea who's going to start in which competition. And since they're the whole thing is in season, like I I don't want to take that chance and get DNP'd on either one, like either the midweek or the weekend. I feel like I'm just setting myself up for DNP, so I'm just avoiding them entirely. Like I don't think I have very many Orlando, Vancouver. Um, I don't have. I have one LAFC, I guess. Yeah, the um, one that's really interesting to me is, a lot of is Rocky Gold. Like, obviously, Gold is one of the best cards in in MLS, best midfielders uh, for SO5 in MLS. But like, is that Champions League going to have an effect? Is it going to be something where you get a ton of extra benefit for the midweek utility, or does it wear him out and make him worse? And like, all of a sudden, his numbers go down from what you were expecting. That's a really interesting dilemma, I think. Like if, I feel I, like some guys like Jack McGlynn, yeah. it's like great for Jack McGlynn because he's going to play a lot, but like also other teams like Austin. So I think Philly and LAFC are deep enough to where they'll be fine, but where like Austin, Orlando and Vancouver are just, sure. they're going to be at the bottom of the standings. I think after like two months. No, 
Not because yeah. of well, talent, just because like you can't balance them unless you have incredible depth. And I don't think I don't any think of those Austin teams do. At the bottom of the standings, although I, I do, I've never been a trust. I don't trust Josh Wolf, that's for sure. But I did see a scouting report from an Austin fan that said in it was in the uh, so we're in the state's Discord, which everyone who's listening should be a member of at this point, hopefully. But the uh, it's in the show notes. Yeah, yeah. That uh, uh, Owen Wolf has been getting a lot of minutes and reps in preseason over Alex Ring in central midfield, even though Ring is like Oof. a designated player for Austin. Uh-oh. So that was an interesting uh, bit uh, that I had heard for the first time in there. And if that proves to be true, that could be dicey for uh, for Ring. Although Owen Wolf did, you know, Owen Wolf's good, but then they're like vastly well, overpaying if they're not able to pay him. Well, that could also be a little like coach's favoritism type thing, you know? Like, uh, just, maybe. Yeah. I, maybe. I, Josh Wolf, I wouldn't put it past him, but you never know. He like just good. trying to get his kid reps in the preseason because Ring doesn't need him. You know what I mean? Like Ring's Possibly, fine, yeah. but like, yeah, you I know, see trying it. to get his kid reps. Sure. So, and if they're playing I, in CCO and they play like St. Louis true. first, don't you think you give them a run first, give Ring a little bit of rest, and then throw them in for CCO? Because you'd, I'd assume you'd want that veteran presence in that competition. Yeah, you'd you you need Ring in CCO more than you're doing in St. Louis for sure. What do you guys think? St. Louis going to have any usable SO five presence in, in this game <laughs> in the first year? Yes, yes. No idea. No, I th- I think some of their bigger players are certainly SO five usable. Um, Klaus, I think it's a coin. Yeah, Klausley. I think it's a coin flip as to whether the team is like right around the playoff line, like Charlotte was last year, or just absolutely the worst team in the league. And I, I think I mentioned this last week. Like St. Louis is not like Charlotte and Austin both had huge summer transfer windows after their first like half a season in the league. Once they like figured out what they had, figured out where their weak spots were, and then they went and added a whole bunch more pieces. St. Louis has already got like 25, 26 guys in their rosters. They're not going to like add a bunch of pieces. You know what I mean? So they've pretty much got what they've got. And if it doesn't work, it's going to be a long season. So, I mean, I think it's a coin flip. I I think they did build it really well, but at the same time, you know, do they know the league well enough to be able to know where their weak spots are? I don't know. We'll have to, we'll have to wait and see how, Good they are, but I think St. Louis individual players. I think any team is going to have individual players that are so five relevant for the most part. Maybe not Charlotte last year. So, so is everybody going Austin Stacks for St. Louis week one? Is that is that is that the move for game week one of the MLS? We just I'm definitely fading St. Louis. I have Driussi in my best one of my best lineups for sure. And it's a way too. So come on, it's they're gonna they're gonna get pummeled in Austin. To be 100% yeah. honest, I haven't even looked at the schedule for week one. Austin's going to be raucous. Like, uh, the the Q2 stadium is going to be going nuts. Like, I, I don't see any way that St. Louis is not a sacrificial lamb in that first week. Let's, <laughs> let's get your Dallas stacks ready to go because Minnesota is in shambles right now. And Dallas has got a decent team that's pretty much all coming back. Uh, El Trafico week one. That's an interesting one. I stay like yeah. El Traficos. I'd like and, to start my LAFC guys on that one. Yeah, they're they're going to be playing that in the Rose Bowl in LA, and like hoping to set like the all time new attendance record for MLS games. Kind of interesting. They, they're Are you almost, salty about that? I am salty about that. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to ask that. <laughs> I'm extremely salty about it, to be perfectly honest. But you know, whatever. It's not I even mean, their stadium. Is it, like, come on. Right. Is, is it is it a question of just LA Galaxy games are the ones that have to sell out to the MLS record? Is that what it was? Like it wasn't really um, Charlotte selling it; it was LA Galaxy selling it. I wouldn't say that, but I mean, you know, Galaxy, you know, did their thing. They we were they were 
they they beat us on a fluky, lucky goal uh, late in the game. So, you know, so but yeah, uh, back we to the point. I think LFC is interesting this year. Like, uh, can they be as good as they were last year? I, I'm always, I'm always, maybe I'm a little early on this, but I'm always predicting like the demise of Carlos Vela, like just because he, yeah. so he's so good, but like he, it's hard, so hard to trust him because at any point he may just decide to like pull up, shut it down, yeah. and shut it down. Yeah, you know, so you never know what he's. But I think do. this team's so much more than Carlos Vela, though. That's where it's different from years past. Like they've yeah. held on to Cifuentes, they have Bolanga. Like there's rumors that they, I mean, they still have a DP spot, so they're still going to get somebody else ridiculously massive. Like this is not just Carlos Vela, and if he goes down, they're just toast. I mean, and it hasn't been for a while now, so yeah, you know, like a year. Yeah, or two. They're, they're, they're the champions, obviously for sure. But can they repeat? I don't know. I we'll see how the CCL plays out. But I, I still like Austin. I, I. I I thought Austin, when Austin beat LAFC last year in Austin and just like put on a master class and it was kind of like the peak of their season and then they ended up losing to him, you know, later in the playoffs. But like that game where Austin beat LAFC showed me just how good Austin can be. And I believe like they're going to get to that level. And I don't know if LAFC will get to the same level, but we'll see. They can be good, but will they be good? Like they were incredibly lucky last year with like advanced stats, XG, all that fun stuff. You pay attention to that, like they outperformed what they should have done by a significant margin, which makes sense when you jump from being the worst team or one of the worst teams in the league all the way up to second in the Western Conference. Like, yeah, you you put together a great season. Can they do that again? Mm-hmm. I don't I don't see them in the top two in the Western Conference next year. But I, we'll see. I still say that this team is one midfield injury away from just completely just falling apart. Yeah. <laughs> They're just not it's, deep. They're, They're not, not deep at all, and they have to deal with CCL. Like, we'll I don't out. see this. We'll find out. Drew UC is one of the best players in the league, but if, God forbid, anything happens to Drew UC, where, who is who else is on this team? Uh, Joshi Zardes. Rigoni, in, in theory, Rigoni will be better. Zardes is, you know, going to bag some goals. We'll see. Is it, is it Zardes redemption Zardes, season? Zardes lost his spot to Miguel Barry, who just got traded today away from DC because we don't even want because he's not any good. Where did they send Barry? Atlanta for two hundred fifty k. Wow, for two hundred fifty k, like that's nothing. That's basically like, yeah, you're never playing on our team. We'll just get something for you. And this is yeah. DC, the worst team in the league. It's like it's been a long fall for ba- Miguel Barry. It definitely, um, has. yeah, it, it's tough scenes. Um, Going back to the week one uh, schedule and like which stacks you're using, what about Toronto going to DC, throwing a little Insigne in there, throwing a little Bertadeschi in there? What, what's your Jonathan DC United stack? Uh, it- my DC scouting report is we're gonna be we're gonna be bad. We're gonna probably get some draws at some point. Like I don't think we'll get completely run over unless they just completely give up on Wayne Rooney, which I don't think they will. Um, so I think it'll be a defensive team. I don't mind whoever ends up winning the starting goalkeeper job. I haven't even really paid attention to it. Um, if it's Tyler Miller, if it's Alex Bono, I don't mind either of those guys. It's like a very cheap, like low level option because I do think there's going to be opportunities to make saves and to get to rack up some AA. And I don't think they'll get pumped by like three, four goals very often because Wayne Rooney is going to have his guys working really hard. Now, on the offensive side of the field, there's just nothing there. Taxi is not a 
Texi Fountas is not a Wayne Rooney guy. He doesn't fit the system. So like right, how effective will he be? I don't know. And what else do they have? Nothing really. I mean, Ravel Morrison, man, okay. Have like, they just don't have ben, anything. What about Benteke? Benteke needs service. And, and you, traded, you traded away the best crosser in the league in Julian Gressel last year and then went and got Benteke. Like those two would have actually had probably a pretty good connection. But I just, I don't, Benteke's not going to make anything. He's not going to create anything. He'll finish if you can create something. But I just don't think they're going to be in the offensive half enough and creating enough chances for Benteke to really be good. And I don't think he's going to rack up the A. So you're, I mean, he might right. be a decent capped mode player where he's like, he's got an L10 of like 42, 45. Then if he scores great. And if he doesn't, you look really? lost anyway. Like I could see that some value there, but I, he's not going to, I mean, 10, 12 goals maybe this year, somewhere in that neighborhood, if he plays the whole year. So, I mean, I, I just, DC's not going to score a lot of goals. Their defensive stack's not bad. Uh, maybe Derek Williams and, and, you know, Tyler Miller or Bono, whoever it is. Could be an interesting, like very cheap, because both those guys are very, very, very cheap. So I mean, maybe, but against Toronto, Toronto's should run them over. You would, you would think. Yeah, you think Toronto's gonna pump them in week one. Yeah, you, you would think that would be pretty easy, but we'll see. We'll see how things go. Um, side note: with DC United, did you see uh, Moses Nyman is back in the league with RSL? Which I did is, see that. Yeah, how, how yeah, mad are it you? Just like hurts my soul, man. Like, that dude's really good. I still own his card. I still will never sell it. Him and Kevin Paredes, I'll never sell their rare cards. And now that he's back at RSL, I'm like, this is such a typical RSL move. Like, pick up a guy that nobody else wants that's great. And I I think he can make a big contribution with them because he was very good when he was at TC. Is he officially signed, though? I thought he was just kind of like training. I think he's just on trial, maybe. But I I assume he will be signed. I haven't. Don't, I haven't seen anything recently. Don't buy Moses Nyman cards. He's not good. How <laughs> dare you? I, I hate to break the news. Shut it down now. He's yeah. so good. Sorry to he's drop so good. Phone. He's really not that good. I, I used to own I'm speaking as a former owner and someone who actually used to have to put him in lineups. I, I he's not good, trust me. He's and I've seen him play. He's too he's too slight. He's not he's not strong enough. Uh, he's he's very small, but he, yeah. he just he has incredible vision and he can make passes that just nobody else in this league can make like him and Jack McGlynn are like the two that really have elite vision that I've seen in the MLS. And and you're right. He does get bullied at times in the midfield, but he could just, he can do some incredible things. And it's something that is so unique that you just have to have him out there. If it'd be interesting to see if he plays for RSL, I still wouldn't buy him, but I, I guess I'd be watching him. I, I, not a card you want, I don't think, though, ultimately. Is there anybody from RSL you would want to own, though? Because obviously RSL is always a big question mark, but is there Sabarino, anybody? Sabarino's going to crush, yeah. Sabarino. Pablo Ruiz? Yeah, Ruiz, I think it'll be interesting. If he goes back on set pieces, he could reclaim the heights. There was at one point, at the start of last season, he was thought of as like one of the top under-23 midfielders in, in MLS for SO5, and now he really fell off, especially when Sabarino came. But you definitely want a Sabarino card. You want the forward card because he's a, then you get a forward with set pieces. He gets like a lot of assist upside compared to other forwards. And he, you know, he likes to make open play goals happen as well. I, re, I you know, I'm a big Sabarino fan as the forward. You can, I think his limited cards tend to be more mid and his rares and super rares are forwards. So just check that out. But I'm a big fan. I don't mind Justin Glad actually. 
I mean, he's not. I, I don't think he's elite, but I think he's a very he's a very budget option, um, and he's actually got some higher scores in him. So I mean, he can score from look the corner. At, look at Andrew Brody, who has like insane. He's insanely like high ranked on the sort of the list of of best midfielders on the server data page. But like, I don't know if I trust it. But it's crazy no. how high ranked he is. But I just don't trust it. He's he's also a fullback. So like right, he's gonna right. have he yeah. he he might be a decent capped mode player actually because he's gonna have some really down weeks, but he's also gonna way outperform at times. So like right now his L five L fifteen is unplayable. So I don't think I'd buy him right now for a capped right. mode. But if he starts the season with a few like thirties twenties, and his L five comes into the forty five to fifty range, then it's like okay, I mean this dude has eighty. 90 upside and he's a 45 like then you can start to think about playing him but right now he's way too expensive so what about Crylock at zero then <laughs> the cheat code yeah i don't know Cry- is Crylock still alive yeah he's playing in preseason isn't he? yeah yeah he's still alive okay i mean he missed the season on injury he's coming he was, back he was really good two years ago but he was really oh, he did everything injured yeah. last year yeah, I, don't I, mean, know. I know old Maybe. school MLS heads are really big on Crylock having to come back here. I'm not as big, but some of my friends are are big on it. Some of my MLS buddies. Yeah, we'll see. Um, all right, let's talk. Let's talk um, season predictions here. I want to get you guys' kind of overall the MLS. We've talked a little bit, obviously, about some different teams, um, but I want to hear from you guys a few things. So first of all, we're going to start out with um, who wins. The MLS Cup final. We'll start with Jorge. Orlando City. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> Unbiasedly, <laughs> who wins the uh, who, hey, who look, wins the MLS man, Cup? Final? Let's be real. If anybody still has a chance to do it, it's gonna be Philadelphia right now because they're one of the only teams that really didn't blow too much up. Um, and there's not a lot of teams without a lot of question marks right now. And Philly can prove that they got there. Uh, they almost got there if it wasn't for mm-hmm. You know, Bear, the man, the myth, the legend. So uh, they almost, uh, there's no saying that they can't do it again. So, if, yeah, if I, right now, without knowing anything, going in blind, yeah, I'd have to say Philly. Yeah, you, man. I hate to steal, you know, Jorge, you stole my pick. You know, that's like, like a great guess. <laughs> to go and start taking stuff. I, I don't know if that was the right move, but uh, what can I say? I think Philly is probably the pick if they can get over the psychological scars of the way it all went down uh, in, in Los Angeles last year, that's the only thing that might be like holding them back, which I could see that happening. So if I was going to pick another, another sort of pick, I don't know. Uh, I think I might pick. I ruined everything. Yeah, I got it. I got. I mean, Philly's my pick. What can I say? I, I I don't know. I can't. I don't. I can't change it up since I don't have. I, I don't know. But it's the truth. But There's I, no other team right out, now. Yeah. That yeah. You can really safely say. I would watch out for for maybe LA Galaxy. They always seem to be just on the cusp of greatness last year, and depending wow. on how things start off this year, I, I that's think a that take. They could like take a leap. So I don't know. We'll see. I I think I had LA Galaxy missing the playoffs. Actually. <laughs> Ooh. That was well, bold. Uh, that's bold. LA Galaxy I mean, to, to win really, the whole thing? Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't sleep on it. I'm a less sweethearts. I mean, would oh. you rather me pick? Would you rather me pick Austin FC, who you just got a bunch, uh, spent a bunch of time bagging on? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. 
I I think Philly's a good shout. Obviously, it's so yeah, tough to repeat. Philly is it's so repeat. tough to repeat, guys. But I'm actually going to pick a repeat this year. I'm picking LAFC, dude. No, like I I am I am like once you once you get so they're going to lose to Fuentes probably in the summer. Right. They might but lose they're more than still that. they're still so deep. Like in, I I went through the list of who they lost last week. And it's an incredible list of like you could form like a really good eleven, and you just look at their roster, and it's still ridiculously stacked, and they still have a DP spot open. Like, yeah, come the end of the season, bad. I just don't know how you're gonna. I don't know how you're gonna get this team out. You like you have to basically you have to hope that like Vela misses significant time, they don't get like a top two three seed, and you get to play them at home. That's the way. Like if you go to Bank of California, good luck. Like I, I don't, I don't see how you knock them out in a one-off playoff game. If there's a team that can do it, it's probably Philly, but apparently not. And again, I'm not like you guys know me. Like I'm the big like MLS is never the same ever. Never pick the same thing ever again. But pick an LAFC. We're going with that. All right. So you guys both picked Eastern Conference teams. Who wins the West? I'll let you go first, Trip, and I want to steer your pick again. I say, watch out for the galaxy. I think I, I, I just, I like their, I like that their, their addition by subtraction. They got rid of a bunch of dead weight. They dropped, you know, the Kevin Cabral's of the world. I think they're going to have a much more streamlined attack. Uh, they looked good. I watched them uh, play last night against Toronto in their final preseason friendly. Maybe, maybe that's what's biasing my opinions that I just, they're the team I most recently saw play out west. But uh, I think LAFC has to be the favorite pick. I think don't think you're wrong there, Chris. Uh, I'm just trying to like. If I'm reaching for like sort of a wild card pick, I, I would say watch out for the Galaxy. And I think they're going to be a lot better this year. Like I said, they they seem like they were always on the verge of capturing something last year that they didn't, just couldn't quite capture. And this year it might be there. Yeah. Well, okay. <sighs> Chicharito, man. And no Cabral. Come on. Why wouldn't they be the favorites? Oh, man. Wow. Okay. I was, I was kind of thinking Portland, maybe the way the way mm, their preseason has been going. Idea. Evander's yeah. been, you know, obviously a bright spot for them as well. I'm really big on Williamson and he stayed. So, so I think if they can like get it together guy. and there might be some questions in the defense uh, and they've been kind of down in the last couple of years, which also makes you think the law of averages, you know, they're bound to kind of have a bounce back here. Right. So who knows, maybe they can get it together. Maybe they can do something if they need to do something in the summer, but I think Portland could uh, maybe not be as lame as they have been in the past couple of years. So. No, no Seattle love, no Kansas City love, no Nashville. Well, Nashville's in the East now. Um, I think Seattle and Kansas Dallas. Seattle was too, too easy, though. It's too easy to go Seattle. But you went LA Galaxy instead. Yeah. That was me, but yeah. yeah. Well, you both went LA Galaxy. So you I both have that, Philly. You both have Philly over LA Galaxy in the final. At this point, yeah, that's what it's looking like. For sure. Interesting. Okay. I think I think Philly does make the final. I think we have a rematch. If there was a team, that'd be wild. If there was a team to come out of the East, um, I think it, it might be Toronto. Might just be Toronto. The whole year of Insigne and Bernadeski. Like if they can have some resemblance of a defense. Now they have Sean John. That's a tough. That's team true. Too. They do have Sean John. I mean they they've got to they've got to <laughs> like put the pieces together, and we have to like see it work. But I could see like a month or two in us just being like Toronto's the best team. Like there's no there's no hope of stopping them. So, um, yeah, I think it's Philly, but I think Toronto is a, also a pretty good shout there. Um, 
So give me your most disappointing team this season, Jorge. Ooh, most disappointing. Ah, uh, has to be DC, right? <laughs> well, we have no yeah. expectations. Like, Depends you what your expectations are. Yeah, yeah. like, like I don't know. Like disappointing is a team that everybody's like hyped on that you're like, they're just going to suck. Everybody's hyped. Honestly, I think the most disappointing season, like the fall from grace is going to be NYCFC. I just don't see where they're going to do it. And yeah. everybody, people it's are high pick. on NYCFC. They've been good. But I just, I think they're just going to fall flat this year because it's very, very questionable up there in the subways. <laughs> yeah. And the, if, if we're, as far as the biggest question, as always, where's the stadium that they're playing? And you never quite know. <laughs> They are building a new stadium, stadium, though. They are building a new stadium. It's just like three years away. Well, Jorge, once again, you have uh, anticipated my pick, which is great. I I would love to pick up NYCFC also, but I do have a slightly – I have an available backup pick this time. So, uh, And I'm going to go back to what you mentioned, Chris. I'm going to throw out – I think Toronto FC is going to be the most disappointing team because I do think everyone's everyone's picking them up. And I, I don't know. I watched Sean John last night. I wasn't that impressed. I think he's a little bit past his prime. I think Bob will find a way to screw it up. I think I think the continued <laughs> like insistence that pretending that Michael Bradley is like still somehow a good player and like worthy of, of like all these minutes and, and it's such a huge role in the, in the side is like not good. I think that eventually comes back to bite. And I just think Insigne and Bernadeschi, as good as they are, like they don't really have a, a their you know their strikers are Diamande and Io Akinola, which I just think that lacks you know a certain like uh, finishing threat. Those two are like both like really is like is Jesus Jimenez still there? Yes, Jimenez is still there, but he fit, really fell out of favor in the second half of last season for them. And like uh, he's like he's like fans are vo- are putting up polls like is he our most disappointing player of all time and stuff like that. I've seen on Toronto fan polls and shit. So and uh, Diamande hasn't know. played in how long? I, I just think uh, there's a lot of hype, but if the Italian guys don't get going like right away and get going big, then it could be trouble. And I don't, I'm not as impressed with Sean John being brought in as some people are. So we'll see. They also brought in Matt Hedges, which is I'm not a sexy like, move. I'm even less like, impressed with that. Yeah. yeah it's Hedges. not a sexy move at all, but that's a lot of leadership. And that's a lot of like, we just aren't going to get walloped. And that was kind of what was the problem last year. So like, get the ball to Osorio at some point, like just don't give it away to a press and he's going to find the Italians and then it's over. Like the whole, the whole problem last year was they couldn't get the ball to the Italians, which that's the whole point of having them on the team. Like they just got pressed. They got pressed and it was like, they couldn't get out of the press and it was insane. So um, yeah, we'll see Toronto. It's definitely like, it's definitely boomer bust for Toronto for sure. Um, as far as mine, New York's a really good pick, NYC, because they've got to make some changes fast or else they're going to have a tough season. Um, totally but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Austin. I just, with CCL, with not having any depth, with overperforming last year, in my opinion, I just don't see them. I don't think they make the playoffs. I, I, I think it's close, really? but I don't think they make the playoffs. I think Dreyusi's really good. But he's the only really good player, and if he ever misses any time, they just lose every game. And it's I I'm scared. I'm scared for Austin. I like I love the culture. I love the stadium. I love like their energy. But I don't know. We'll see how things go. Hey, it goes a long way. We'll see how things go. 
Do you think um, all right, so that is going to be more disappointing than, than their new kit design, their new their new uh, their new season shirt. I like it. It's it's oh, it's you? so weird. I like it. No, yeah. it's horrible. I just love the green and black. To be honest, like if there's if there's one team in the MLS, like outside of Orlando, that I'm like, dang, that colorway is sick. It's Austin. Like just green and black. It's just so in your face. Yeah, I like the scheme. What I don't like is that the pattern looks like one of those. Uh, what is it called? Um, the things you stare at, you have to like stare at to like sort of see the picture. Like, uh, no, oh, what is it? The Rorschach like a yeah, yeah, teaser yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, that make, you have to like make your eyes go blurry and blind, like uh, dim to like see the picture in between all the lines. It just it's all those different clashing line patterns. Just, really just a QR code yeah. gets you ten percent off merchandise. Yeah, the, yeah, the, the concessions. Yeah. <laughs> all right, that was the most disappointing team. Uh, let's talk overachiever. Who's going to be the biggest overachiever in the MLS this year? It's Charlotte. I mean, it's got to be Charlotte for sure. I mean, as far as some people, some people might not call it overachieving with uh, uh, the the, the signings that they brought in with Westwood and Copetti in terms of how much money they spent and where they spent it. But it's just not. not What are the realistic expectations for Charlotte? Like, what are you what are you basing that off of? Uh, the fact that they missed the playoffs last year, and I think that they will host a playoff game this year. So I think they'll, I think they'll be top, top half of the of the conference playoff positions. Okay, they'll I don't like know top, if that would be the be biggest over. I think they'll be, top, I think they'll be top three in the East, and I think they're probably picked by most to like be fringe, maybe playoff contenders. That sounds like overachieving to me. Yeah, I think it's overachieving, but it's the most overachieving team in the league. Give know. me one that's somebody more. Might, Joe, somebody might come out of nowhere. Give me, give me something that's even more. I I would go – I think there's a couple teams that could really, really overachieve this year. Um, New England is one. New England kind of has their band back together a little bit. And if Carlos Hill isn't too old and Petrovic is insane and, I mean, Barrero's great. Like, if, if they can stay healthy – like, that's the thing. This team is not deep. So – a couple injuries is going to completely derail this train, but their front 11 is can match up with just about everybody in the league. Like, I, I think they've got really, really, really good front 11, first 11. Um, so that's definitely one of them. I think Columbus is going to be really, really good this year. Just coaching upgrade and keeping most of the same players and kind of getting rid of some of the dead weight. Um, Great show. I, sure. I think it's a big coaching upgrade for them. Um, and then Colorado is another one that I think underperformed massively last year they'll get jack price back healthy um if they can get darren yappy significant minutes and be able to move rubio back to that like second striker role where he's a lot better this colorado team could be pretty decent and also the goalkeeper situation they can't bleed goals like they did last year so if yarborough steps back up to what he was in 2021 or if this new guy comes in um and is pretty good then uh colorado could be one of the one of the top couple teams in the West. I totally agree with you on Columbus, but that Colorado take is horrible. <laughs> Why? Because Jack Price is not coming back. Rubio, if you want to talk about overachieving, Rubio completely overachieved last year. He's way more due for regression to the mean than, than anyone on Austin FC is. Uh, Yarborough is going to be out. Unfortunately, yeah, Illich is officially signed and announced, and maybe Yarborough gets the first game, maybe, but he's he's phased out, so... That could actually be good for them, but I just don't see. Uh, there's no vision in Colorado. I, I like they're gonna have to. I'm gonna have to see something from the, uh, from them before I 
think that anything could come from them because right now they just they they're like they're not fun to watch. They don't really, you know, they're not scared to be fun to watch if your team is playing against them. Well, being fun to watch is important. But they have Kevin Cabral now. Yeah, we have Kevin Cabral. <laughs> that right. solves everything. Come on. That's all, not much. <clears throat> but you, Jorge. Uh, I really like the Columbus shout. I was kind of leading that as well. Um, yeah, I agree. Colorado just it's bad. I don't, there's nothing about Colorado that just even looking at their roster, it's just nothing really stands out except for Kevin Cabral. So, dude, you really want to go most overachiever? Let's give it to Montreal. Who Ooh. out of nowhere say okay. things they say things go right, say the right people just you know step up when they need to. It's Mason Toy season. Who's to say they can't figure it out somewhere down the road and just come out of nowhere and be like, Hey, we're making the playoffs again? You doubted us, like, hey, every, everybody's so down on them, right? They're the ones that would overachieve, right? They're the Eastern Conference RSL if there's ever a team that was like RSL where you're just like, This team's not good, and then they just always end up in the playoffs. I think this Montreal. And I do like Hernan Lasada as a coach. I was firmly on the Hernan Lasada bandwagon. Maybe I just talked to you too much. That's why maybe that's why. Yeah, probably. I don't, I don't, to be fair, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs, but I think they're going to be better than people think they will. But if they do, they'd be overachieving. And I also think they're going to score goals. I don't think they're going to not concede goals, though. So actually, like getting points might be difficult, but I think they will be very entertaining and very fun to watch. And very SoFi friendly because they'll score a lot of goals. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, they scored 63 last year, and that was without trying to press and all that fun stuff. Although most of that team is gone, to be fair. I think think Romel Kyoto could be like a good producer for for So Rare for Montreal. I don't don't know if he'll even play, though. He's like like 35, and Lasada's just going to run him to death in like three games. I mean, I don't know who would play ahead of him. They got rid of most of the guys who would, who would take his place. I feel like uh, we'll see. I mean, I agree with you on the age thing, and that's what make, makes him a good value shot if he plays. I agree, but like he racks up stats no matter what. I mean, he, he was doing it last year, so it's not, there's not there's nothing to say that he can't still play and still produce. It's just a matter of the system works out for him, or just have him come off as a super sub, come in I late mean, and well, just get those late goals to win games. That's true. I, I he, mean, he's only like thirty one. I mean, too too old. He's a good card for your lineups. Let me just put it that way. I, you know, I don't need him in mine, but uh, you know, if you if you want to get him, let's go go for it. Put him in. He's not. To be fair, he's not as old as I thought he was. So maybe he's worth a shout. He, he does produce, like, and and he. You know, I, I'm on board with with the production. I just I question the legs, which I also question Wanyama's legs. I don't know how that's going to work, but we'll see. So let's talk. Um, let's talk top stacks now. So, um, you know, give me a couple different stacks. Just give me like one at a time. We'll just go around the room here. Um, give me your top like forward midfield like offensive stack, Jorge. Like personally, or just overall for MLS? Because like I overall have- for MLS, I mean, you can give me an Orlando stack at the end. We'll give you like your favorite player stack or whatever. Well, the, the problem is that like that is. This year, oddly enough, an attacking Orlando stack might be pretty nice with two midfields and a forward because the way it's going, like all the production is going to come from the wings. So say you have Faku and obviously Ojeda is going to be a crazy card early on. But if you can get a Faku Ojeda in the midfield and then put Kara or whoever's like the striker up top, like you're going to get a goal and assist almost every game. 
the way this team should be producing. And I'm I'm on the car train. He's big. He's a target striker. He didn't have anybody to get him the ball last year. This year, there's tons of options. It's going to be running through the middle, just one-twos. We've seen some of the goals, some of the highlights from Carter last year. That's exactly what he needs. You know, you stack those cards up there in the front line. Like, I honestly like them almost more than a defensive stack, to be honest. But that's that's one really attacking stack that I'm going after right now, like off the top of my head before I start looking. Trevor? Uh, I think your best bet, if you want the most elite forward midfielder stack, what I think is going to be the best this combo this year, it would be Zellerion uh, and Hernandez for, for Columbus, for sure. Cucho uh, and, and Zella, like... <clears throat> That's pretty much the squad. Um, Zeller Rayon has definitely late, you know, potential when he's healthy, probably the, the best midfielder in MLS, maybe behind Carlos Hill. Hill is probably slight number one, but Zeller Rayon is cheaper and, and just as good. And then Cucho Hernandez is just like, since he came in and started scoring a bunch of goals last year, he really took the league by storm, but he also had over 10 AA a game in his, in his last 15. So like, he's not just, decisive only so when he does get the decisive you know he's popping in the 70s and 80s for scores wise so i would say i get those two they they love to link up together uh a lot a ton of uh uh cucho's goals last year were assists from zellerayon so they just they seem to find each other it's just a great stack so mine i'm glad you said aa like racking up aa because that's what mine is based around um and i don't think either of you are gonna like this (laughs) Luis and Tiago Almada. Um, both of these dudes rack up AA like it's fun and it's easy and it's completely not. Both of them didn't have great seasons last year and they were still almost 60 L- L40s. Uh, and they also cleared out Marcelino Moreno, which was getting in the way of these two, just kind of cooking. So I I do like this Araujo uh, Almada stack. Um, the problem is I like Almada for U23 too. So you, I don't, I might just need multiple copies of Almada to use this stack. But I I think this is a really, really good stack just because they both rack up so much AA. And when one of them assists the other, you're like 80 plus for both both guys, like easy. So I, I just really like that stack. And I think you'll, I think you'll get a lot of value. To be fair, I think Trip and Shout is, uh, is maybe better than mine, but I, I don't know. It's a different one. Um, well, you gotta, you gotta think you're gonna have Derek Etienne in there too, which I think is gonna be a really big piece for Atlanta. He is a big piece, but he doesn't play with the ball at his feet. He's a he's like an off ball winger that's gonna create space, which is even better for those two. So I actually, you're right. Like you're 100 right. That's a big piece. Um, I think it plays more into their hands and not, you know, it doesn't take away anything. From them, if that makes sense. No doubt. Um, all right, let's go. Uh, Let's go. Let's go to the defender goalkeeper side, then we'll come back to forward. Um, so, give me a, a defender goalkeeper stack that you're excited about this year, Trippin. Uh, I'm really excited. I'll take it to. Uh, I'll steal. I'll see if I can steal Jorge's pick. I'm going to take uh, Pedro Gaese and Antonio Carlos. Oh. I'm really excited Ooh. about that stack. Ooh. I own the stack. You can you can throw Jansen in there for the three man stack if you want. It's a pretty good way three way as well. Um, I bought Antonio Carlos and and Gasset this offseason, so I'm hoping they they deliver uh, in spades. You know, there's a, there, it's sort of like the discount version of the Philly. It's kind of like if you can't get Andre Blake and Jack Elliott, you get uh, uh, Pedro Gasset and Antonio Carlos. That's what I'm doing, hoping it pays off, and uh, I, I like the stack. That's, That's actually I, – I, I, 
to be fair, I actually like that stack too. Like, I think it's a really good stack. Um, Say it again. It's music to my ears. (laughs) Jorge, do you have a different one? I I do. No, I I wasn't going to go with the four Orlando City stack, um, even though I do agree um, that, yeah, Gaese and Carlos, man, they're just going to be so solid back there. And I keep saying that Gaese is going to have a good season with all that World Cup weight off of his back. He'll be able to focus more on the season itself. So that, but I'm actually going to go, this may be biased because this is the route that I'm going at this year, but there's such an outlier for Seattle. I'll have a bad season. Uh, mm. And I did, I'm going with Fry and Yamar. And even like, Good honestly, call. like, honestly, I'm still debating whether I want Yamar or Alex Roldan, man. I, I still, there's, there's something about it. It's like, it's like a gut thing that like, obviously Yamar is the play, but in my gut, I keep going back to Roldan this year. So that, that's mine. Uh, I think Seattle will be definitely a lot better this year. And if they can keep the ball, obviously, in the other half of the field this year and produce goals, um, their defensive jobs might be a little bit easier and uh, be able to get you some nice clean sheets this year. I think that's a good shout, too. Uh, and Yamar is one of those guys that just racks up AA for fun. Um, so the first one that I have to go with, and to be fair, I did not think when I was building my teams in November – I didn't think this would still be around. So I didn't even bother to like go and spend the money on buying this. And it probably would have been a great idea. Andre Blake and Kai Wagner in, in Philly. I do think there's some regression to the mean, but like this team was so good defensively. Um, it's still just the most OP stack in MLS for me. And I was almost a hundred percent sure Kai Wagner would be gone by now. He is still here. He is still playing. And until he leaves Philly, um, that's a great stack. And if you want to add another one, Jack Elliott is a really good one to add on there. You could add Jacob Glesnus on there if you want. That's a really good one to add on there. So you got options in Philly. So Andre Blake is is really stackable as a goalkeeper, even if Kai Wagner does leave. Um, I think that's probably my best OP defensive stack. Um, all right, let's go back to forward and midfielder. Give me one more. Before yeah. we before we get off that topic, okay, I want I want to ask you a question. Whichever one of you feels more compelled to answer first, but in this case, we're obviously because yeah, everybody could go. Yeah, Philly's going to be the defensive stack this year, right? So wouldn't you want to fade it at this point? Because that's probably everybody's go-to defensive stack this year. Anybody who maybe isn't so far in the MLS and like sees all these other different options, a lot of people are going to gravitate straight to Philly. So is would there be reasons for you to go, hey, like maybe we shouldn't go the Philly route in the case that they have a rough game or whatever, and that just straight shoots you to the top over a good chunk of people? It depends, right? It depends on um, if they are bad, right? Because like two years ago, I was saying like Carlos Heel is way OP. Like uh, two years ago, he was very OP. Going into last year, Everybody was like, I got to have Carlos Hill. I got to have Carlos Hill to the point that he was like two times as expensive as every other player on the game for MLS. And it was like, at that point, he's just too expensive because even if he is the MVP, you're still not really getting value out of him at that point. These guys aren't really that much more expensive than everybody else. I mean, Andre Blake is a little more expensive than everybody else, but like Jack Elliott, Jacob Glesnes are like pretty normal elite MLS defenders. Like you're not really paying a premium for them. So I'm okay with actually just like saying, yeah, let's run it back. Normally I would be all on board with your line of thinking as far as like, it's tough to repeat. Like you're going to see regression to the mean. You're not going to put up the scores that you did last year, but I, I could see them actually doing it again this year, which is kind of scary. I don't know if you have a different take on that trip. No, I, 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 
I tend to agree. I I think uh, that when you set a record for the most clean sheets ever, it's tough to keep pace with that. You know, <laughs> it's like it's like it's tough to break the record once again. Not much right. less. Re- tough to repeat as record setters. So there is that to consider. I think there's going to be some regression, but. Wagner, the one thing with with Kai Wagner was always like, is he going to stay? Is he going to go? And it looks like he's staying now. So yeah, he's got some safety now, a little bit more than he had before as a to be a card holder. So I don't at least till the summer. Yeah. yeah, at least till the summer. And if he didn't uh, get the movie, and like I wanted, said, you could always you could always pivot too. If he didn't get the movie wanted, who's to say he's really you know still all in it? You know, mentally. What if he really yeah. wanted wanted out and it just didn't happen? Now he's just. Upset. I mean that happened. That happened with Lucho Acosta at DC. I mean he was terrible the last like I think he was there like six months after he tried to sign with PSG. Um, so yeah, I mean it's it's possible. I just I don't think that I don't think that um, like they have such good coaching. I don't think Jim Curtin will allow that to happen. Um, but I mean it's definitely possible. And like your line of thinking is like zig when everybody else zags, which is almost always the right case. Um, or the right thing to do, the right line of thinking. Unless it's Philly. But in this case, I'm just like, I don't know. If I zig, everybody else's zag is going to work, then I'm in trouble, you know? Like, I have to I have to use this stack and then, like, zag, zig and zag on the offensive side of things, if that makes sense. Like, don't fall behind on the defensive side. Um, so, speaking of the offensive side, let's go back, get one more stack on, uh, on, the, def- on the offensive side of things. So, forward midfielder. Wherever you want to go, if you want, if you want it to be a personal stack, Jorge, you go for it, my guy. Uh, uh, honestly, hmm, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't know, I don't really know right now, to be honest. Let me throw out a, few, let me throw out a few then to help you out. Just yeah, 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 go, go there, because there's a couple, but I'm like, now I'm like, oh, I don't want to sound like an idiot on like these like sneaky little like. So you can go with last year what worked really well, Driussi Fagundes. Obviously, that's you know that's a pretty pricey stack because it's pretty well established. And Chris, you've already predicted them to go down, but that is a really good stack that you can go for. Uh, another one you might want to go for is Lucho Acosta, Brandon Vasquez, and Cincy. Cincy's like a, a lot of people's uh, trendy Cincy's picks. Cincy's on the verge of falling apart, though. Them. They're on the verge uh, of pulling a Minnesota. Like uh, I don't know. I mean, they, there's an issue with Brenner there, obviously. Brenner's got issues. Yeah. Problem, but <clears throat> I still think Lucio Acosta and Brandon Vasquez is a decent stack. Vasquez struggles in the AA, so you do need those decisives to come through. But I don't think they're as, as on the verge of disasters. You might think. I'd love to hear more why in a second. But let me just also throw out Ashley. Let me bring it back to Charlotte one last time. Ashley Westwood pairing with either Carol Swiderski or Enzo Capetti. Westwood, he's been taking all sets in in, in uh, preseason. He looks really good. I, I, this is the second time I'm touting him on this episode just to say, like, go get your Ashley Westwood if you can get the right price because I think he's going to have a big year. And he's also a, a little bit of a cheat code for the first uh, – for cap 240 mode for the first week because he has an L15 of zero. So, obviously, that's going to go way up. But He's also pretty cheap and limited. Like, rare is a little expensive because, obviously, you mentioned the, like, three times the last sale. But the limited price is actually really cheap comparatively. I mean, you want all, all sets for a, for a team that's playing at home against New England its first game. I, I think uh, things worth a shout. I think he'll score more than zero. That's my prediction. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Hey, sometimes that's all you can ask for, you know. So if you can that's get all him, you got to do, him, if you can get him for for less than five bucks, then that's almost guaranteed. You know, he he'll lock you into to profit on the cap two forty five bucks. There you go. Um, I think I think mine to and it kind of echoes what Jorge, Jorge was saying earlier. I might take like a little. 
I don't know who the forward would be. I'm guessing Yimichara, but I'm, I'm taking Evander somehow, like from Portland. Evander, I feel like you. this dude's just gonna. This dude might be the MVP. Like he might be ridiculously good. Uh, he might be like the Drewsi of this year. So if I can find a stack somehow, and Yimichara was good at at times last year. The second that I bought him, he started to be very bad. But you know that'll happen. Um, if he can get back to like scoring every now and then and racking up his, you know, 15 AA, like he pretty much always does either way. I'm okay with, with Yimi Chari Vander. Yeah, it's not a bad shout. That's, that's going to be, that's gonna, I'm telling you, Portland's going to be sneaky this year. I think people are still like thinking they're good. lame old Portland and, uh, they might be, and I, I was actually thinking about this this morning, I think, and I, this makes this makes me sound stupid and kind of why I didn't want to say it what I was thinking about it earlier because it just makes me seem like all I do is pay attention to Orlando players, but Chris Mueller and Shakiri oh, oh in God. Chicago. Dude, look, oh Chicago has to play games. They have to play 90 minutes. Somebody on this team has to produce. It's who else is it gonna be? It's gonna be Chris Mueller and Shakiri and maybe Jairo Torres. No somebody, Torres. Yeah, might as well. somebody has to do something. No one's gonna play it. And if it if it hits, it hits. Sometimes you got to risk it for the biscuit. You know what I'm saying? Good luck, I, I, I mean, it's a, it's it's a uh, what is it a di- diversion stack or whatever? Yeah, like, a, like trying to be different than everybody else. Listen, clear, I mean, Shakiri, Shakiri is it's one way to go. He's a footballer. He can make magic happen. Chris Mueller had some bright spots last year in the team. Really helped stretch out the field a lot. They just really couldn't get it going. Hit the post a lot. I think if things go if things go right for them, like do I think they're gonna be a great team? No, but someone's gonna have to score a goal here and there. Someone's gonna have to produce. Someone's I don't gonna know. have to make things. Happen. I don't think you have to score a goal. I don't oh, think yeah, that's there, how this works. There has to be at least one in the season. All right, we're not gonna non-score a goal. Someone's gonna have to do it. Someone's gonna have to step up. And you really think, think Shakiri's gonna, gonna have another crap season like that and be okay I mean, with Shikiri it? Shakiri can get hurt at any time. We're talking about Carlos Vela. Like Shakiri is the Listen, same way. If he go if he Higuain can do it then Shakiri can do it. All right. That's just like, he just set the ceiling because clearly uh, if Higuain can somehow find it and produce for a nice little stretch and get you some wins, there's no reason why Shakiri can't either. And yeah, I don't trust anybody else if, in Chicago enough. So I'd have if to you want Chris a Mueller Chicago, in. if you want a Chicago stack, your correct stack is Chris Brady and Carlos Tehran in Utah. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's the yeah. stack in Chicago. But we're talking. And that's the only stack in Chicago um, nope. that you can possibly get. Um, speaking of U23, speaking of U23, U23 stacks for the summer, whether it be forward, defender, midfielder, whatever, what <clears> stack <throat> are you using in the summer? Ooh, oh, man, U23, U23 in America? I don't even think I have a stack. I just have right, a U23 right. guys. <laughs> I just kind of, I'm like, these guys might find, do it. Yeah, whoever you can find that has a game, right? if it's as far as stacks. I, I don't know. I mean, Hassal is going to, he finally did lose the job. Takeoka played. Uh, the, the last friendly for Vancouver Whitecaps in goal last I saw. And, uh, you know, you got you, Brady is like is incredibly expensive, but he's the only one that's really locked in. You can hope that panic. Brady goes. is not expensive, at you least unlimited. That uh, Celentano is going to play, but I don't know about that. Celentano is not going to play. This, right. It's going to be con. Yeah. So we're, we're starting to scrape the bottom of the barrel for goalkeepers. I mean, Velasco. So then, yeah. So then forward, you probably want Velasco would probably be your best bet. Although I think Cucho qualifies also. Jesus Herrera. Herrera. Yeah. Not bad. Not bad. 
Paxton Pomacall, you can get a nice little three-man Dallas stack going. Yeah, yeah. Too bad Pius doesn't qualify for under 23 anymore. Paxton Pomacall, I would never want to depend on him. He's really, like, he's not the move uh, for me. I would try to, I would get Faku Torres or Richie Puge, I think, uh, or Barrial. You know, you could pair uh, pair Barrial with uh, Vasquez. No, Vasquez doesn't qualify anymore. Excuse me. Almada would be good, though. Yeah. I don't know. Defender wise, Moreno from Portland. It's Mason toy season. Okay. It is Mason toy (laughs) season too, but is there a pair there? Tehran and Brady, like you mentioned, would be a good under 23 stack for sure. Uh, You know, I I do like John Tolkien's game. Obviously he's got upside. Yeah. Tolkien's still here. He's he's maybe the best defender. I think you'd have Uh, to really go hard under 23. You'd have to go expand to like the whole America division and get someone like Cabanillas. Uh, from Peru or, uh, you know, Vital from uh, Brazil, Brazilian League or Catonic from Argentina. So. Yeah, because I, I was looking earlier this week because I was trying to get a little ahead of the game, you know, see if I could scoop up some under. And like, under 23 is really, really hard. The what? Especially goalkeeper and defender. Well, I was writing on Hassal and I was going to I was gonna run Hassal and Vislenovic and do that kind of little pairing. And then, yeah. Until July. Yeah. But yeah. Hassal kind of killed me with that. But. Hey, what are, the, what are the odds he plays at least a first game? What are the odds? He, the new people just slotted in. Like he just came in. Like obviously it's goalkeeper. Like whatever he can play. But like give us all one game. So you can I mean, pump him. Re- and I can dump him. Ricky Pooch is also U twenty three. I'll throw in there. Yeah, yeah it's I like an interesting Ricky. one. I'm, I'm, we'll I'm see. Big on, I'm big on Ricky for sure. Yeah, Ke- Kevin Cabral, and Mason Toy. That's it. That's the, <laughs> the twenty three cheat code right there for America. It's definitely Mason Toy season. If anyone tells you differently, oh, they're lying that. to you. Definitely Mason Toy season. Oh, Talis Magno too. Forgot about Talis Magno. He's got Diver Caicedo is back in Vancouver. Talis Magno has gone way downhill. Okay, but year two is playing as a number nine. What's to say he couldn't? He can't figure it out. He also racks up AA for a forward, though. So, yeah. He racks up AA and he scored or assisted 17 times last year. All right. I think that just about wraps things up for this week. Got through a lot of stuff. We got some season predictions in here. Got some stacks. Anything that you want to say to the people there, Jorge? Uh, Stay away from my ETH winnings because everybody wins now, but it's all mine. Everybody wins, but you have to swap it to Jorge. Yes, exactly. Swap all your winnings to me. Send him offers for he has to trade nothing. Wait, what? Yeah, you know how like when you make a trade offer and there's like you're sending nothing, so you you get the nothing, you get you get the everything, and they send the nothing. That's how. Yes, yes, that. Yeah. Yep. And everyone Uh, go to Charlotte and hang out with Trippin. Go to Charlotte. Swing on by with Trippin. You're always welcome. Well, that is going to do things for this week. You guys have a wonderful rest of your week. And the next time that we talk, we will have played games and it will be legendary. Okay. Have fun. Bye-bye.